Father mocks Cashier with a speech impediment, so I teach him a lesson he'll never forget. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. I was at a craft store in my town and it wasn't too busy, but only one register was open. The cashier, a teenage girl I could tell was working as best as she could. The process was a tad slower however because she had a stutter and a bit of a lisp. As she worked through the line, asking the usual questions, probably mandated by the bigwigs, I've worked in retail, it's a thing, the man behind me began to huff and puff. He muttered something about having places to go and he was in a hurry, etc. I ignored him until I heard him start to mock her to his kids. Would you like your machine? The kids began to laugh. It really made my blood boil, especially since I could tell the cashier had heard his mockery. That really made my blood boil. When a person doesn't respect retail employees as people, it's the best way to tell whether a person is a jerk or not. So when it was my turn at the register, she asked me in a small voice, are you a member of our rewards club? And I looked smugly at the guy behind me and back at her. The rewards club? Oh, that sounds great. Please explain it to me. She seemed surprised at first, but then looked at the guy behind me and it seemed to click. I've never given my information so slowly in my life. Never had I asked as many questions as I did. She smiled and answered my inquiries while the guy behind me was seething. Can you hurry up, please? And miss out on all these great rewards? As if. I only held him up for about five minutes. But oh, did it feel so good. Good for you. I hope he was really embarrassed in front of his kids after that. Because he knows exactly why you were doing what you were doing. It's really horrible that someone would mock someone for just the way they speak, but to do so in front of your kids to get a laugh at it is just bad parenting. This jerk could afford to lose five minutes to hopefully learn a lesson out of this. Stuck up middle manager says my clothing isn't appropriate for the workplace and forces me to leave, and as a result, ends up losing a big client. I like to keep fit. So after my workday, I usually go for a run in the nearby park. I've stayed away from gyms, especially during COVID. When my day's over, I slip into the women's room to change and then leave immediately. Except there was this one day a few weeks ago when someone from another team, Becky, was having trouble running macros in Excel. I don't know the specifics of the document, but suffice to say, it was the final piece of the puzzle for a big account. So, having changed and on my way out, I hear Becky call me over and asked for some help before I left. She's a good kid, new to the company. So, of course, I stop to explain a few things. That's when her team leader, Lewis, stops me and says I shouldn't be in the office in my workout clothes. I'm not wearing anything too immodest, but I am wearing clothes suited for running, so sports bra and shorts. I don't want to brag, but I'm in good shape and rather well-endowed. Lewis is sort of a middle manager who isn't powerful enough to be a kingmaker, but just powerful enough to cause a stink about company policies. He's also a repressed prude. I explained that I was on my way out, not just hanging out to work, and stopped to help Becky. Lewis is hearing none of it. He insists that I either change back to my work clothes or leave the premises immediately. I'm not going to let Lewis push me around, so I apologize to Becky and leave the building. Later on, I learned that night was a deadline for some client deliverables and Lewis's team didn't make it, costing the company the account and lots of money, low six digits annually. 
Lewis was fired for losing the account and for making Becky do a part of the project that she wasn't qualified to do and that he was supposed to do himself. Becky is still with the company and she and I are now paired in a mentorship program. I wish I could say I jog past Lewis sitting on a bench in the park every evening, but things don't always tie up that neatly. But still, as long as I don't have to deal with that jerk anymore, I'm happy. This one just feels like a massive facepalm. You're calling out our original poster for helping one of your teammates who's struggling on a big project that's due tonight because she's wearing workout clothes? Because she stopped for a minute on the way out the door? If you're going to be such a stickler for company policies, how about you do it for the deadlines that you're supposed to meet? And do the work that you're supposed to do, instead of passing it on to someone else who doesn't know how to handle it. You made your own bed this time, Lewis. My girlfriend couldn't pay for herself during our vacation and now is telling me she doesn't think it's going to work out. My girlfriend, myself, my parents, and my brother and his wife all went on vacation in another country a week ago. My brother and I were the ones who did most of the planning of the itinerary, although we did ask everyone else for input. For background, I make about $150,000 as an IT consultant. My girlfriend is a teacher making $45,000. My parents are pretty affluent, as well as my brother and sister-in-law. My girlfriend knew this trip was coming up and took on a second job waitressing on the weekends for several months to get ready for it. We've always split things 50-50 in the two years we've been together. There were a few times on the vacation where she didn't go out on outings with us. Wine tasting, scuba diving, etc. She would only eat two meals a day, simply stating that she was on a budget. My family does favor more high-end, expensive places. My parents thought it was very strange that she only eats two meals a day, although normally she eats three. When I got home, I asked her why she skipped out on several of the outings and only ate two meals a day. I mentioned how I heard her stomach growling one night and said I was concerned about her having an eating disorder. She got teary-eyed and said that three meals a day wasn't fiscally feasible for her and neither were the outings that she chose not to go on. She went on three of six outings. She said she wasn't expecting everything to cost so much and she was overwhelmed. She also said she doesn't know if this is going to work long term if she's expected to go on vacations like that with people who make so much more than her. I feel bad that I didn't pick up on her discomfort sooner, but we did agree to split everything 50-50, and I don't know why she agreed to come if the cost was an issue. Am I the jerk here? Yes. Yes, you are. And the fact that you're not sure and don't see the problem is the problem. This one really just got worse and worse as it went. Our poster did eventually clue into what was going on and did actually feel bad for not picking up on it sooner. But there's just so many red flags here. My first one, who describes their family as affluent? What a word to use. You sound like a rich snob. You know that, right? Second, you're making triple what your girlfriend makes. She took on a second job to be able to go on this vacation with you. And you're still not willing to bend a little bit to make sure that you guys can enjoy your time together? You seem to have made it very clear what your priorities are. And it's money. I'm not saying that you need to pay for everything for her, but you guys have been together for two years. You can afford to do it once in a while. My daughter needs surgery, but I don't want her to have it because of what happened to me. 
I, 30-year-old female, have been dealing with chronic medical issues all my life. I married my 33-year-old husband, L, a few years ago and had my daughter, A, 5, soon after. When I was pregnant with A, I was warned that it would be difficult due to my issues and that she would likely have some passed on from me. I accepted this and I expected it. She was delivered and was a beautiful baby girl who didn't have my issues at the time. However, as she got older, it became more apparent that she inherited some of my medical problems, one of which has an optional surgery that could negate it entirely. It's possible to live with it instead of choosing to operate, but the surgery will eliminate it. I have some trauma with hospitals in general. I've had to be in and out of them my entire life, and it's left some deep wounds. It's awful to spend your formative years stuck in a sterile room with an IV and in pain. I've spent some time in therapy for it, but I still hate them. The surgery that would remove the problem is covered by insurance, so money isn't a problem. However, it has a long recovery period, and I don't want my daughter to have to suffer through that. I've told Elle that I don't want her to have to go through the lengthy process of recovery. He disagrees and has asked my family members to knock some sense into me. His words, not mine. It's become a big point of contention between us and I refuse to budge. So am I the jerk? Okay, so I understand what you're doing here. You're trying to look out for your daughter, but I feel like you're really focusing on the wrong thing here. She has a debilitating issue that surgery could solve, and you don't want it fixed because of an issue that might happen afterwards. She has a problem now. Let's fix that problem and worry about the potential of another problem after. You've kind of admitted that your viewpoint on this is skewed. You had a bad experience. It doesn't mean that your daughter will. All that you can do is try and make sure that her recovery period is the most fun she could possibly have. Yeah, it's going to suck for a bit, but you're going to be there to try and make it better for her. It seems very short-sighted to not address the issue she has because of something like this. You need to get past yourself and consider what your daughter needs. My girlfriend pranks and humiliates me in front of her friends and family and then gets mad at me for leaving. I, 20-year-old male, had a girlfriend, 20-year-old female of 8 months, whom I recently went on what was supposed to be a week-long beach trip in Queensland with her and her friends and family. She had been planning this trip for a long time and was looking forward to it, especially since I'd get to know them all. On the third day, we planned to go river floating. When we got there, I was looking through my bag before I went to change and couldn't find my trunks. I instead found a new navy blue pair. When I told her this, she replied, Oh yeah, that's the extra one I packed in case you lost yours. I thought this was thoughtful. I changed into them and we all headed down to the river. We all got into our tubes and started floating off. About three minutes in, I feel my suit getting baggier, and I even notice a piece is falling off. I was disappointed that they were a cheap pair, but I kept going. Once we hit rapids, it got real though. I felt a sudden rush of cold water and I noticed my trunks have been torn clear off by the water. I stood up covering myself with just the last piece. Everyone else, about 15 of her friends and family, started to laugh. I was absolutely horrified. One of my biggest fears is being naked in public. And now I was completely nude with no way to get back. I can't tell you how trapped and humiliated I felt. I had to spend the rest of the day with water up to my shoulders, feeling awkward and embarrassed the whole time. Whenever we were in shallow water, I was forced to stand up and walk exposed in front of them. 
They weren't prudish either. Her friends and parents made jokes and commented on my body as we went. Her young cousins made sure to comment on the shape and size of my junk whenever I couldn't cover myself also. When we got back to the beach, I had to run covering myself back to my towel. My day was completely ruined. I felt humiliated and angry. When we got back to our room, I was back into clothes trying to forget the day when my girlfriend comes in giggling to herself. She asked me if I liked the new swim trunks, and when I asked what she meant, she told me she had ordered a prank dissolving pair and replaced my other one with it. I was absolutely livid. She had purposefully exposed and violated me because she thought it'd be a good laugh. She even made sure not to pack another pair or a towel. I started yelling and she told me to calm down, saying that it was only a joke. I left that night and I didn't call her the next day. She called screaming at me, acting like I was the one who had wronged her, saying that she had worked hard for this trip and that I was being immature. But I didn't want to be around someone who would humiliate me, especially considering that her own family and friends would be present. I can understand that I ruined the trip for her, but it feels like her own fault. Am I the jerk? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This feels almost like a scene out of a sitcom or something. But assuming this is a real story, that's just incredibly disrespectful. I also would just feel absolutely humiliated in that situation. And when it's done to you by someone who's supposed to care about you and you're supposed to be able to trust, makes it that much worse. And I would think that she would understand why you would be upset and not turn around and get mad at you for leaving. What does she have to be mad about? Is she mad that you embarrassed her by leaving? Doesn't she understand that she's completely humiliated you? It goes both ways. If that's how she feels, then she should be able to imagine just a little bit where you're coming from. Honestly, this just sounds like a toxic relationship if this is the way it goes, and I would just be glad to be done with it. My father and his wife want me to go to therapy with them, but I told them it's too late. I'm a 16-year-old female, and I have two brothers, 18 and 14. We lost our mom when we were 3, 5, and 7, and our dad remarried when we were 4, 6, and 8. It felt like they had known each other about a month when they got married, but it was possible that they were together longer. About a month after mom died, dad was in a widows and widowers group, and that's how he met his wife, Beth. Beth lost her husband and had no kids. When they remarried, they sat us down and told us Beth was going to adopt us. My older brother and I objected, but we were ignored. Around that time, we heard some extended family trying to talk them out of it as well, saying we would be taken care of if anything happened to our father. No need to go through with the adoption. Beth told them she was our mother now and the adoption needed to happen. We spoke to a social worker and the judge before the adoption happened. Initially, their request was rejected based on our conversations. But then, they came up with a story that we'd have nobody else to take care of us, and our family had already said they wouldn't raise us if anything happened to our dad. And it was done. My older brother and I never liked it. Younger brother didn't really know any better, but by age 7 was saying he wished he wasn't adopted as well. 
He could have just been copying us, but he says he really feels that way. So, we have new birth certificates ever since the adoption, and her name is in the place of our mother. Found that out when I gave my mom's name in school one day and had to bring in my birth certificate and saw Beth's name. My brothers had no idea that it happened either. It peeved my older brother so much that he told Beth he hoped she would die and we could get adopted again since she was far more replaceable than mom. That incident made Beth and our father put him into therapy with them. That lasted for two years until he moved out last year. He then asked our maternal grandparents to adopt him since he couldn't find a way to reverse the adoption. Recently, Beth and my father have figured out that I want to do the same, and so does my younger brother. Beth broke down and said she just wanted the chance to be a mother and wanted us to love her back. My father suggested they do therapy with me and my brother, separate sessions with each of us, and that we try to work out a compromise. I told him it was too late for that. They had already erased mom and nothing they could say would make me feel different about what they did. I told Beth we were never her children and she needed to accept the fact that she was never going to be loved back. My father told me that wasn't true. We could still work something out, like having our grandparents adopt us, but call him and Beth mom and dad and let them still be parents and grandparents in the future. When I said there was no room for compromise and it was too late, they said I was being unfair. Am I the jerk? Unless there's some super secret thing about your mom that your dad doesn't want you to know about or something, I don't understand why they would be doing something like this. It really does sound like the dad was just trying to replace their mother as quickly and efficiently as possible. To have her name taken off their birth certificate and replaced with this woman that they don't even like just feels underhanded. Everything about this feels sneaky, almost like they're Indiana Jones trying to swap moms. Maybe they won't notice. I feel if you wanted a genuine relationship with your new stepkids, you needed to approach it as a genuine relationship and not trying to force it or trying to snake it in so that they legally have to love you or something. I'm totally behind the kids on this one. It's not them that has the issue. It's the parents. Our stepfather just couldn't get his act together, so my brother and I left him behind on our family vacation. I'm a 24-year-old female currently on a trip with my mother, brother, and stepfather. To shorten the story, I'll go straight to the point. Yesterday, we decided to leave our Airbnb around 8am because we were taking public transportation to save some money and had a guide visit at 9.30am at the Edinburgh Castle and according to Google Maps, it would take us around 45 minutes to get there. Everybody got ready on time, except my stepfather Daniel, male 46, who couldn't decide what jacket to wear. That already made us a couple of minutes late, but wouldn't miss the bus. He then picked out a very big and heavy red jacket. We all asked him multiple times if he was sure about his choice because the jacket was a lot to carry around all day, but he said he was certain. The walking distance from the Airbnb to the bus stop was about 10 minutes. We left the house around 8.10 a.m. and the bus was supposed to arrive at 8.25. As soon as we arrived at the bus stop, Daniel decided that we were right and the red jacket was too much, then went back to change, which made us miss the first bus. My brother and I got a little annoyed, but mom said we had time. Daniel took 15 minutes to return, then said he was going back because the jacket he picked now wasn't warm enough. That made us miss the second bus. He came back wearing the exact same jacket because he got lost and couldn't find the house. It's a suburban area and the houses all look very similar. 
At this point, we all were very irritated, but he went back anyway. The third bus was arriving and my brother and I decided we wanted to take it. Mom didn't like that and asked us to wait. We agreed for her, but guess what? We missed the third bus. Now, there was a chance of us being late because it was around 8.45 at this point. Daniel returned and everything seemed fine. We waited for the bus and as it got there, Daniel tried to find his phone but couldn't. He'd forgotten it at the Airbnb. My brother and I had enough and wouldn't miss this bus. We went ahead and said that we'd meet them at the castle. They arrived at 10am and couldn't join the guided tour, but we did. Daniel was upset and said that we had the whole day to visit the castle and wouldn't have made a difference what time we had arrived. Mom supported us but said she talked to Daniel and he'll apologize if we do the same, but I feel like we didn't do anything wrong, but according to him, we were kind of jerks. I don't want this to drag on and ruin the vacation. What do you guys think? I think an exchange of apologies is fine at this point. I don't think Daniel was doing this on purpose, but he really does need to get his act together. It's totally understandable that you guys got fed up and left. And it's also understandable that he would feel a little hurt that you guys did. I think a simple exchange of apologies here is fine, even though I would agree that you're not exactly in the wrong per se. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.